Hi guys, and welcome back to the Planchet Podcast. We are your hosts, Dominic and Andy, and I hope you guys survived our trip to Plainsville, Wisconsin. Plainsville, Plainsville, Wisconsin. Oh yeah, yeah, that was last week. Yeah, very yes. fun episode. The first episode over an hour, if it I'm was. correct. Yes, this was. I hope you guys survived. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it, so I hope everyone else did. Yeah. <clears throat> but as it was your episode last week, it is my episode this week. Yes, it is. This is another re-recording. Yeah. Because this is an episode that we did record with the broken SD card, so it never got released. Yes. So We weren't ignoring you guys. Oh, definitely not. No, not intentionally, at least. So, my episode this week mm-hmm. is part of a previous episode which you already know you've already listened to this whole thing so hopefully you uh you enjoy it all over again i'm sure i will there's some parts where i'm like huh maybe i don't remember oh it'll all come flooding back to you trust me so (laughs) today's episode is the planchet podcast urban legends anthology volume three (laughs) so i have a number of urban legends i'm going to go through that all based in the u.s okay as usual I'm too scared to leave the U.S. You're too scared? You were too brave going to the Japanese folklore. It's a little bit too terrifying for me. <laughs> I think the U.S. folklore is just a little more fun. Fair enough. Well, some of them are. Some of them are pretty terrifying, if I may say so myself. So we're going to start it off with my favorite state of all, Arkansas. Why? I don't understand why. Your well, favorite. you've not been. I've not been. So you don't. You don't have a say. I've, I've lived here. All, I've lived in the United States all my life. I forget it's a state. <laughs> well, it is a state. It's a beautiful state, <laughs> and I recommend everybody going. Okay. Because if you go, you might run into the Boggy Creek Monster. Yeah. I don't like the word boggy. I love the word boggy. Boggy? Yeah, yeah. So, the Boggy Creek Monster originates from Folk, Arkansas, which mm-hmm. is a small town about 150 miles outside of Little Rock, which I believe is the one place that everyone knows in yeah, Arkansas. Yeah, that's the main one. It is said that this monster stands between 7 to 8 feet tall and is said to weigh close to 300 pounds. 7 to 8 feet tall? Yep, 300 pounds. Is it The Undertaker? Guy's a heavyweight. Okay. He'd he'd be a great WWE wrestler. Probably. Sightings of this monster started started as early as 1834, where stories were found of a large hairy creature roaming around the wilderness of Arkansas. In the 1900s, sighting became more and more common in folk. In 1997, the beast was spotted over 40 times. How old were you in 1997? I, I don't really just want to throw that out there because <laughs> I, I don't want anyone to know my age because I'm I don't even know my age. I stopped counting as soon as I hit twenty one. Okay, I was like, nah, no point in counting anymore. So uh, no one is. I might not even alive in nineteen ninety seven. I mean, I'm just questioning like, where were you? Where were you in England or were you in Arkansas? In oh, you're looking for an alibi. I see how this, so yeah. this is turning into a screening. Is it Let's like see. I'm, am I being interrogated by my co-host right yeah, now? I'm just making sure. It could have been me. It could have been. Most of the sightings were during the nighttime, which led people to believe that this monster was nocturnal. But a hunter did report seeing this monster in broad daylight in the Sulphur Rivered Wildlife Area. I bet hunters see the craziest of things, don't I'm, they? I'm sure they do. Especially in like the wilderness of Arkansas. Yeah, they probably see like Arkansas people like... <laughs> 
other Arkansas people. That's pretty fucking terrifying, mate. Exactly. One famous encounter came from Bobby and Elizabeth Ford. And I, I love this already because there's a man named Bobby in the story. The couple claimed that the monster attacked their home on May 1st, late at night. Luckily, Bobby and his brother Dan were there and they were able to chase away the monster. Bobby and Dan. Bobby and Dan must be some hunky, hunky dudes because if you're chasing away a seven to eight foot, three hundred pound monster, you gotta be, you gotta be pretty, pretty wham. I mean, they are from Arkansas. I feel like it's like in their blood. True. They were born to chase away monsters. Yeah. This wasn't the end, however, as the monster was not satisfied and returned later that night with a vengeance. I like how this monster has an agenda. It really does. Uh, Bobby and Dan. I'm not going to let them get the better of me again. <laughs> well, when the beast showed up again, he threw Bobby to the ground and slashed open his back before running off into the darkness. So we did like a kind of drive-by. He rocked up, threw him down, slashed him, ran off again. So I, I'm just, just going to go back on that accent you were talking. Is, is Ian the Boggy Creek monster? He has been to Arkansas. He has? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's all coming together now. Yeah, yeah. I think you're off the hook. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that was generally worried for a second there. I do love that it was like, he rocks up, beats the shit out of a guy, then just runs off. Say, <laughs> so I'm out. <laughs> Bobby was taken to St. Michael's Hospital in Texarkana and was treated for the large gashes on his back. They kept him in the hospital overnight as he was in a state of shock. Okay. I mean, I would be in a state of shock too if a monster came up and beat my ass and left. Oh my god. I'd be worried that he was going to continue before he ran off. I was like, no, what now? After the event occurred, reporters began investigating the house, but there was no blood reported at the Ford's home. Okay. Mm -hmm. However, there were numerous three-toed footprints surrounding their home that didn't look like they belonged to any animal. That the reporters were aware of. There were also reports of scratches all over their porch and the side of the windows. Okay. Along with a humongous shit right outside the front door. Jesus Christ. I forgot. <laughs> I have two questions. One. Have you seen Ian's feet? I haven't, actually. He's always wearing socks. Maybe he's hiding something. Two. Yes, he does shit all over the place. Okay, there we go. <laughs> oh man yeah no he took a big shit right right outside the front door that's that's my kind of move right there that's a power move that's calculated as fuck it is calculated as fuck like (laughs) what do you think is he must have done this when after they went to the hospital so he came back for a third time was like i'm not done let me take a shit let me scratch up all your shit (laughs) shit right right here I love this guy so much. This attack led to one of four movies based on the Boggy Creek monster titled The Legend of Boggy Creek. Very creative title. I love it. I know. This was released in 1973. Oh, shit. Yeah. Many people speculate that sightings of the Boggy Creek monster are just mistaken sightings of black bears that can stand on their rear legs and stand around six feet tall and weigh around 400 pounds i don't know about black bears being that smart i don't think they are i've seen black bear poop that they, their poop is very hairy it's very hairy yeah 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 
I don't. Th- I don't think this poop from Boy Creek Monster was a hairy poop. I think it was like a just a very large human poop. Also, I feel like they are like all people in Arkansas must hunt. Let's just be. Let's just throw that fact out there. I, the, the, they no bear yeah. shit from human shit. Oh, of course. Or I, I, I un- don't bear shit from human shit or unknown shit. How about that? Yeah, true. I mean, they all taste different too. Oh, wait, excuse me. What? What? I don't know. This <laughs> has this has not stopped stores in Arkansas taking advantage of this urban legend. PV's Monster Mart sells souvenirs and merchandise of the monster, as well as have a large wooden cutout of the creature itself right outside their store. That's the one place I want to go to Arkansas. We'll go there. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. go to Little Rock. Mm-hmm. They, I'm pretty sure they have a theme park called Silver Dollar City. It was pretty Silver fun. Dollar I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty fun. <laughs> All right, this next one, we're shooting over to California. Mm-hmm. This one is named the Charman. Charmander. Oh, maybe. <laughs> My favorite Pokemon right there. Are you kidding me? Okay. This legend began in Ojai Valley, California, 1948. There was a big brush fire, which burned a large part of the valley and destroyed many homes. It was several days after the fire before people could get out and try and see if there were any survivors. Jesus Christ. That would suck, being abandoned. After a fire... Well, I'm assuming the fire yeah. was going for, like, a week. No, I, 100%. I, yeah. That sounds like one of my nightmares. Well, there was a man living with his son in the south end of the valley, and they got hit hard by the fire. Sadly, the dad did not make it, and died in the fire while the son survived. However, he was severely burned. Jeez. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't fuck with fire. Oh, no. Burns are horrendous. Yes, they are. When someone was able to finally make it to their home, they had found that the son had gone crazy from the experience. Jeez. They found that he had hung his own father's body by his feet and had removed all of his father's charred skin. I'm picturing like a really bad barbecue experience. Mm. Oh. Making me hungry for some reason. I don't know. I mean, I feel like you like the burnt ribs. I do. I told you the story about the sausage of doom, right? Yes, you told me this. <laughs> it was Dude. pretty damn good. Why do you like burnt food? I don't, that I feel like the sausage of doom is like just a little bit too dark for me. What's that supposed to mean, Dominic? Too burnt. After being found, the son ran away into the hills of Old Creek Road to live in solitude with his own charred skin. I thought you were going to say, with the other burned people, I was like, fuck. (laughs) The tribe of charred people. The survivors reported this to the police, and they began searching for the boy. However, the authorities have only ever found traces of the boy and caught glimpses of him, never actually being able to catch him. Shit. The boy finally became a man and it is said that the charman will sometimes come to the edge of town to scare and chase away anyone who tries to enter the hills to look for him especially at night you won't be able to see him definitely not you'll smell it really bad barbecue burnt All right, you ready for the next one? Yeah. We're moving all over the place today. We were just in California. So we went to Arkansas. Yep. Then a real estate. 
if you want to call California real estate, then go for it, mate. But we it's all know the biggest you're lying. one. I feel like the biggest what? The biggest state? The longest one? The longest state? The longest? State. I don't know about that, buddy. This one is pretty big. Okay, Delaware. That's the smallest state. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can go through Delaware in like less than a day. That was a test, and you passed. I'm proud of you, <laughs> Dominic. Good job. So we are in Delaware. Okay. Rumored to be one of the biggest states. Rumored to be one of the smallest states. We'll never know. There's literally no way of knowing how big states really are. No, I guess like there's like imagine if there was like some form of map system we could search, like a GPS. Yeah, great. We could be on something there. I mean, people think the Earth's flat. We don't know. Oh, that's a, that's a conversation for another day. Don't yeah, make. that is. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> While we're in Delaware, we're going to talk about the ghost of Mr. Chu. Oh, God. And I remember when we recorded it the first time, you thought it was a good idea to make fun of Mr. Chu from the get-go. You know what? Not a good idea. I, I think I regretted it, but I don't know if I could stop myself. Oh, yeah, but your coattails have been pulled since then. You know I, what I mean? I have had my coattails pulled. Samuel Chu was a normal guy with a normal job who lived in a town called Dover. He was a chief justice in Delaware in the 1700s. He was, however, constantly tormented daily for his name. With the last name Chew, people would pretend to sneeze or pretend to loudly chew on something as they walked past him. A chew? See, you're still laughing, mate. You're still laughing. It's too good. No. It's too good. Be nice to Mr. Chew. Uh... Mr. Chew will chew you up. This must have upset Mr. Chu. <laughs> that was scary. Because when he passed away, his spirit decided to stick around and haunt the area he once lived. Oh my god. Yeah. I know you're making me that one's that one that one's got me. There were many sightings of the ghost of Mr. Chu, all saying they saw him wandering around, dressed in a judge's robe and a white powdered wig. That's freaky as fuck. I don't like the white powder wig part. The first sighting came from the local farmer, David Hendricks. He alerted his wife and children of the sighting. They didn't believe him at first, until other people in the town began experiencing and sighting him also. Really? He was reported that he would pull on men's coattails. That's just mean. And send shivers down the spines of women. I wonder what he's pulling on. Oh, he's saucy. <laughs> Mr. Chu was relentless in his hauntings and would target anyone who would go near him. Ah, Chu. Oh, you're so fucked. <laughs> this caused the people of the town to close their shops and stay indoors out of fright. Children weren't even allowed to play outside anymore. Because they sneeze so much? Yeah. And he was like, you make your foot a bit. <laughs> Gonna pull your coattails, you little bastard. Come over here. No one socialized after dark, and their lives had become miserable. And do you know why they became miserable? Mr. Chu. Because of people like you <laughs> making fun of Mr. Chu's name. Okay. In my defense. There is no defense. I sneeze a lot. You do sneeze a lot. Which is another reason why Mr. Chu's gonna come for you. This resulted in a town meeting where the people of Dover decided their best option to rid of Mr. Chu's spirit was to hold a funeral for him. They didn't have one before? Okay. They, is this just the second funeral? Be like, hey, we got you. 
Maybe actually, like they, they, maybe they didn't. Maybe he was such an unpopular guy, like people were just too busy making fun of him. They didn't think of doing a funeral for him. Poor guy. I, I do feel bad for Mister Chu in that respect. They organized the funeral and buried an empty casket right under the tree where he was most frequently sighted. To the joy of the citizens of Dover, this seemed to work. However, oh God, this did not mean that Mister Chu had gone forever. He still lingers around and torments people if they dare to make fun of his name. Oh, your coattail's going to be pulled so hard, Dominic. <laughs> okay. All right, this one okay. is, is from a state that begins with an L. Louisiana. Oh, how do you know that? I don't think there's many that begin with an L. You're a smart guy. So, yeah, we're in Louisiana. Louisiana. Home of the Creole. The what? The Creole. What's that? It's like a uh, descendant of people and like the food style Creole. And Oh, I was going to say the Louisiana River. I was also going to say Popeyes. I was going to say racism. <laughs> Me, that is there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a laughing matter though. Like no, it's it, not. It, it needs to end now. I agree with that. <laughs> but there is also Popeyes down there. Love that chicken from Popeyes. Yeah, there you go. Not as good as KFC. So <laughs> we're in Louisiana, and we are going to experience the experience of the grunch. The grunch? Yeah. Do you want to know about the grunch? Yeah, I do, because I feel like he's related to the grunch. Nah, he's not. Okay, damn yeah. Good guess, though. The grunch paroles grunch road. Bet you weren't expecting that, were you? No, I was not. An old dirt road that leads to nothing other than a dead end into the woods. They're like, called Grunch Woods. I was going to say, I don't like the fact that it leads just to woods. Why would you go down there? To see the Grunch. I don't want to see the Grunch. Too bad. Is it like a green version of the Grudge? Oh, you'll find out what the Grunch is okay. on Grunch Road that okay. leads to Grunch Forest. Oh, God. Grunch Woods, I mean, sorry. Picture this. Okay. We were both butt naked. <laughs> I made that joke last time, and I couldn't help but do it again. <laughs> Let me try that again. Picture this. You're walking down a dark road, and a car rolls next to you and comes to a stop. Okay. You look through the windows, and there are no passengers. You look across the other side of the road, and you see a large man staring back at you. No. Yeah. You notice he has the legs of a goat and a vicious look in his eyes. This is the last thing you will ever see. Nope. Yeah. I'm taking it off. Nah, you can't. You can't escape. I'm taking my chance. I'm outrunning a goat, man. You have a broken ankle. You're right. And this man has goat legs. He's going to chase you down and tear your back like the Boggy Creek monster. You know what? I didn't think about the ankle. I don't think I'm going to get very far. I think think he's got me in this time. Yeah, your your D1 scholarships, they're over now. They're over, yeah. It's not happening anymore. The Grunch sightings began shortly after the Louisiana Purchase, and the most recent sighting was 2005. Shit. The Grunch is said to hide in tall grass and lives on the blood of goats and humans. Of course, the, like, the goats and then the human part, of course. Of course. Make it scarier. It preys on those who park their cars at night on Grunch Road, and it is said to have long claws and sharp teeth to make it easy for it to rip you open. I don't like that. I don't like, I don't like the long claws part, especially. I don't think you're supposed to. That's 
don't like that at all. They say if you are driving down Grinch Road and you see a dead goat on the side of the road, do not stop. Do not attempt to move forward. Immediately turn around and escape as quickly as possible because that means the Grinch is nearby and he's a moment's away from draining your blood. I'm th- I'm doing a donut or something. I'm throwing the car reverse as fast as I can. I'm getting out of there. <laughs> a skirt. All right, we're almost done. We've got three left. Okay. We've got three left. This one, we're bringing it back home. Okay. We're in Maryland. Okay, Maryland. And we will be covering, briefly, Chessie, the Chesapeake Bay monster. Okay, I'm down. Uh, so this is essentially the American Loch Ness monster. Big fan of any 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 lake monsters. Oh, are you? Big fan. I didn't know this about you. Bo- Boggy Creek. <laughs> Chessie. <laughs> Name another one. Loch Ness. Another one. <laughs> Look over there. <laughs> the Boggy Creek monster is not a, a water monster. It's not a monster. Not a water monster. Creeks of water. I think maybe. I just don't. I just don't. I just don't think water monsters have human shits. That's my logic. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So I've lost my train of thought. I know. So we're doing Chessie. Creature of the Black Lagoon. There you go. That's my other one. (laughs) All right. Uh, I will accept the fact that you like water-based monsters now. We are close to home with this one. I already said that, but it's on the script. Chessie the sea monster is said to live in the middle of the Chesapeake Bay. And sightings of Chessie began in 1936. Shit. Okay. The earliest reported sighting of Chessie was from a military helicopter flying over Bush River in 1936. The helicopter crew said, something reptilian and unknown is in the water, but in a more American accent. Can you say it for me? (laughs) Something reptilian is in the water. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is. (laughs) Oh my God. Another sighting of Chessie happened in 1943. This time by two fishermen, Francis Clarman and Edward J. Ward. They said... This thing was about 75 yards away at right angles from our boat. <laughs> at first, it looked like something floating on the water. It was black and part of it was out of the water. It seemed about 12 feet, 3.5 meters long. <laughs> it, it, it has a head about as big as a football and shaped somewhat like a horse's head. It turned its head around several times, almost all the way around. You know, I feel like I knew that guy. Oh, I mean, where'd you, where'd you get the interview from? So, um, so that was a, um, that was, a, was experimenting with editing. That was actually an interview from Edward J. Ward that we found on YouTube. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I hope you enjoy our new editing style. We're just trying to mix it up a little bit for you guys. The most recent reported sighting occurred on April 5th, 2014. Shit. That's pretty fucking recent. Yeah. At 1.40 a.m. Oh, God. <laughs> That's past my bedtime. Way past your bedtime, mate. It is. While parked on the side of a Rundle Beach Road, mm-hmm. directly next to the Magathy River, when the tide was high, a Maryland resident and his friend reportedly saw Chessie less than five feet away from his car. He described it a snake-like creature 25 to 30 feet in length, without fins, topped with a slender football-shaped head and black in color. 
although he could not distinguish between having scales or leathery skin. The creature did not rise out of the water, but the head and the tail end just breached the surface of the water as it moved with a serpentine motion. The witness first questioned himself if it was two separate animals travelling behind one another, but soon realised that it was one creature because of the pattern it created in the water's surface. There are no known snakes in Maryland that get anywhere close to 25 feet long, although no photo was obtained because the witness was so busy trying to figure out what the hell he was looking at, and he did not think to take a picture with his cell phone. The witness was so moved, he called the Maryland Department of Natural Resources soon after the sighting. Not one, Macaladio. I'm a big fan of water monsters when they're not snakes. Fuck that. Oh. Two, it's 2014. If you were to take a picture, even on like an iPhone, it probably wouldn't turn out great at one for you, am. True. But is there any good pictures of any monster? No, I mean, that's the sad part. Yeah. I mean, it'll turn out better than the Loch Ness one. Let's I highly doubt this, but some of these might not be true. You know what? I'm. I'd like them to be true. I think that I think all of them are true. I'd like them to be true, but there's a chance they might not be. We need to come to that realization. I, I can't. I can't bring myself to that. So that was Chessie. Okay. We have two to go. Okay. And I threw this one in here real quick. This is actually one you didn't hear last time we recorded this episode. Okay. Yeah. It's we're in Idaho. <laughs> the potato state. Yeah. And this one is the Water Babies of Massacre Rock. I don't like the fact they're called the water babies. You kind of shuddered a little bit when I said that. I did. Did you Did you have squeaky bum time just then? I did. It looked like, yeah. Because I'm picturing, like, evil devil babies in the water. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. God. Massacre Rock State Park is known for being a major part of the Oregon Trail. Settlers from the east pass through what it was known. Hold on, let me start over. Mm-hmm. Massacre Rock State Park is known for being a major part of the Oregon Trail. Settlers from the east pass through what is now the state park on their journey westward. Today, it is a popular destination to stop and appreciate the location's history. However, the area is also attached to a pretty creepy urban legend that not many people know about. The Water Babies of Massacre Rocks. I don't like the... The, the emphasis on water you gave. Water babies. <laughs> Some say that the area is haunted, and here's why. What happened? It is said that the river is haunted by supernatural beings called water babies, which are the spirits of drowned babies. <laughs> F- are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking with me? That was a horrendous time for me to laugh, but no, I'm not fucking with you. Jesus Christ, these fucking babies are haunting people? Yeah. But what is the story behind the deaths of these babies? like to know. A popular belief is that the Native Americans who first inhabited the area went through a harsh famine. The Natives decided there wasn't enough food to feed any more people, so their mothers were forced to go down to the river and drown their babies as they were born. That's fucking dark. Jesus Christ. It is said, after the babies were drowned, they changed and grew fins and gills in order to survive in the water by eating small fish. People have reported seeing these water spirits, 
playing in the canals and rivers in the Massacre Rock area. It is even said that these spirits tried to lure humans to their death in order to avenge their sad fates. Nope. Mm-mm. Staying away from that fucking body water. Mm-mm. There's no denying the beauty of the area today and the rich history that goes along with it. Of course, there is no way of telling whether the sad legend behind Massacre Rock is true or not. But if you go down to the riverbank, you may just hear the distant sound of a baby crying for its mother. Nope. Uh-uh. I don't like when babies cry that are alive, let alone things that are fish-like. Water, water babies. Nope. Pa- pass. 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 All right, Dominic. You ready for our last stop on this whirlwind adventure of United States? I know. Uh, how do we get so far so fast? Um, I think it's just the power of love. The power of love. The power of happiness. Okay. The power of the Planchette Podcast on Spotify and <laughs> Apple Music. The bus to nowhere, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah that made you yawn, didn't it? Yeah. It made me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That gave I me chills. power through you. That movie gave me chills. There are countless buses that traverse the city of Philadelphia day and night. They all have a destination. Pickup times, drop times, and regular passengers. Except one. This one bus does not display a destination, and that's because it doesn't have one. It has no route, nor does it unknown route appear on any known transportation map. Jeez, I don't like that. The people of Philadelphia call this bus the Wondering Bus, or the Bus to Nowhere. Despite what you call this bus to nowhere, one thing is certain. Its passengers are those who suffer from incurable hopelessness. Stuck in one of their very worst days in memory. Fuck. Once you see the bus pass, it will put you under a trance and you will chase after the bus and it will only stop to let you on when you're at your lowest of lows. Goddamn bus. Once you're on the bus, you will look around out the window with no idea as to the final destination because you will be wrapped in your own thoughts and memories desperate to get away from your pain and despair. You will look around the bus and notice there are other passengers sat there silently because just like you, they want to reach a destination where the problems no longer exist. Shit. But sadly, that destination doesn't exist. You can get off the bus whenever you like, but you can also sit there for minutes, hours, days, even years. However, when you finally decide to get off the bus, no time has passed, and you are thrown back into the hustle and bustle of the real world. Shit. If you have never seen this bus before, then lucky you. But always remember, when you find yourself in the depths of despair, wait for the bus to nowhere. Fuck. Should be a Stephen King novel. I think so. Uh, uh, Stephen King, you're a big fan. You should you should write that. Yeah, but just make sure you respond to my tweet first. I know. I know you're all a big right, fan. Steve. <laughs> Steve. All right. So, uh, which one do you like the most, mate? Out of all of them, which one? Which one really uh, tickled your pickle? I like the bus of nowhere because I think it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, 
the one I'm definitely like fuck now is the gr- the grouch and uh, the, the grunch the, the grunch, grunch the grunch the grunch yeah the grouch the grouch it's a really moody man <laughs> the gr- the grunch and the water babies are get the fuck out of here no. it's, it's pronounced water babies water babies there you go water babies yeah. there you go <laughs> we've had many discussions about how you say water before water. I'm surprised you didn't like the Boggy Creek Monster. I love the Boggy Creek Monster. I just have like a suspicion that I've met him before. I feel like the Boggy Creek Monster has the best banter. <laughs> like I, I would have the Boggy Creek Monster on as a guest in the Planchette Podcast. I can picture him being like kind of like a brute, so I'll, I'll be down for that. Yeah, but you'd never fucking guess. <laughs> Not only did I slash me in the back, I went back, took a shit while they're in the hospital. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, he'd be like. What? Yeah, I got a picture of Billy. Well, scrap. <laughs> so, between Mr. Chew, mm-hmm. the Boggy Creek Monster, the Grunch, the Water Babies, and the Charman, mm-hmm. which one would you least want as a guest on the podcast? Which one would you want most of the guests on the podcast? I want Mr. Chew, personally, because I would, I would probably just sneeze the whole time. That's so disrespectful to our guest, Dominic. It would be a lot of fun. And then uh, the one I would like to be least would have to be the water babies. I'd be, they'd you don't be, want the water babies to No, come. I don't. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, they probably can't talk. They probably just squeal. <laughs> the whole time. And like they just spit water at you. Yeah, yeah, you got a good point they there. They break the, the equipment. Yeah. Charman would just make me hungry the whole time, I think. So I, I think you just Man like on. slowly reach over to his ribs. You'd be like <laughs> <laughs> you just So that was that was the volume three. Okay. There are so many more. So these are gonna keep coming out. I'm down. I'll, and I'll... now that we've fixed our technical issues, we know that because we were able to post last week. Yeah. Everyone will listen to this, and by everyone I mean probably most of the population of the world will hear this episode. Yeah, for sure. So I want everyone that listens to this episode to take a little bit of time before you go to bed and try and reach out to Mr. Chew and let him know that Dominic uh, it, it doesn't really fuck with him. And <laughs> he's been making fun of his name, saying that he wants someone on, as a guest in the podcast just to make fun of him. Just so, you know, Dominic can, you know, feel his tailcoats being being pulled every now and again. What is the modern day equivalent to tailcoats? Like the drawstring on your pants? Yeah, probably. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be like a little. Or if you're a furry, you have that little tail behind you. No, not that. We never. What really? No, I thought you were. No, no, no. someone else. No, someone else. Okay. I think you think of someone else. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, sorry for tweeting out that you were a furry. I thought. It's, it's fine. It, it's accepted. It's accepted. So don't worry about it. Okay. So your fairy tale will be pulled. Okay. Well, yeah. So I think that that comes to the conclusion of Urban Legends Anthology Volume 3. That is. I, I hope we can actually release it this time because it was fun. We will release it this time. And I really hope you guys enjoyed. And we hope you keep listening. And as always on the Planchet Podcast, don't forget to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>